0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, slipping and sliding into the studio this morning. So the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, take on the Eagles in the Super Bowl a week from this Sunday. Um, following the win in Kansas City Sunday night. Of course, they had Monday off. When did they get back to practice?
1: They'll probably have the rest of this week or the better part of this week off and then you go back to practice. Maybe the latter part, Friday or Saturday, somewhere around there. And you kind of misstated that a little bit. Ned Reynolds arriving on his backside is much more like it. I can't use the other term. I could, but I'm not going to. (laughs) You could. Uh, So what about the injured guys? Well, that hasn't really been made public, stated public yet, and probably won't be until today or tomorrow, but you know, I, I'm at fault for this. It's, it's all my fault. I said last week, boy, the Chiefs have lived a charmed life. They haven't had any injuries. And then they have them all practically in one game. Mahomes, you, you know about. There's no way he didn't irritate his injury. But he has two weeks to get over that. And he did play with severity, so to speak. So you're, he's probably a, a given. Legereus Sneed, you don't know about because that's concussion protocol and that's simply a medical report how long he remains in that. Hopefully it won't be long, but you never can tell. McCole Hartman, I, I really think Mike is finished for the year. And maybe, who knows? It was a pelvis injury uh, that kept him out for so long and he re-injured that so it's probably not going to heal in just a couple of weeks. Kadarius Toney, he's a good player. Great player, great speed. But when he's not on the injured list, that's an upset. Geez, he's been there with a the hamstring with the Giants, hamstring with the Chiefs. Ankle, now he turned that somewhere along the line. So who knows what's going to be his case. Juju Smith-Schuster has me worried. That was a knee injury, and they you don't recover from them immediately. So, again, we'll have to wait and see. Willie Gay's shoulder, he'll probably play. And... Travis Kelsey with the back spasms, he'll probably play with no problem at
0: all. Snead, of course, in concussion protocol, and, yeah, uh, and
1: you don't know how long that's a that, doctor's judgment. And that and that is, but
0: the the time is on our side in that case because we really need Snead back in there, especially. Yeah, to but stop. I've seen guys on the concussion protocol for a month. Well, or so. come on, be positive. Be positive. I have to be realistic. Yeah, that's true. Getting. Well, I'm going to sit in here and be positive. You be realistic. It was a very sad note this morning uh, that we have the passing of
1: Bobby Hull, Brett Hull's father, legend in hockey. Oh, good heavens. The Golden Jet, he was. He had broken into hockey a little bit older than I am. I had broken into hockey when I was in high school. You're not a college guy. He was just a great star Kind of the, if you can make an analogy to baseball, maybe the Mickey Mantle of, of uh, hockey. He was the first goal scorer ever to have 50 or more goals in a single season. He and his son, Brett, as you mentioned, they are the all-time father-son tandem in hockey for goal scoring. Bobby Hull was everything except for one. The one he really wanted to achieve. He did get one, let me rephrase that, with the Chicago Blackhawks. In the early 1960s, he won a Stanley Cup, but that was it, just the one time. Two-time Most Valuable Player, All-Star every year. I had the great opportunity to see him play in the latter stages of his career in the early 70s, and he jumped over to the World Hockey Association. But good gracious sakes alive, he had everything speed, and of course he had that. Flowing blonde hair—that's what got him the Golden Jet—and he was a hero in Chicago and around the National Hockey League as well. Passed from the scene yesterday, age of 84. Bobby Hull—that's that's one of the great legends of hockey.
0: And you can't talk about hockey without mentioning that family for sure. All right, so. On the note of hockey, you know, right now, right before the All-Star break for hockey, you want your team to just really start ramping up, being consistent, winning consistently. Can't really say that about the St. Louis Blues, can you?
1: They had a 2 nothing lead over the Winnipeg Jets last night in Winnipeg and lost the match, lost the game 3-2. to two. Let them come from behind to win it. St. Louis can play well. They just can't play consistently. And that's got to be a point of concern. And it has to be with the front office and the team now because they're arriving at a point in the season when they better start making a charge. The way they work the National Hockey League Stanley Cup playoffs is the three top teams in each division, and there are four of them, they automatically make the playoffs. Then it is the two wild card teams from each conference that also qualify, and the Blues don't meet either of those cases right now. They've got to start winning, they are a ways behind. If they win they could still sneak in somehow, but Right now, they're not fitting the bill. Oh, so, a little
0: bit of a change-up in college basketball when it comes to the ranking, didn't we?
1: Well, it's some of them, yeah, but not the top teams. This is the first time this year that both top teams have been unanimous choices. Now, the poll that you look at, Mike, is the Associated Press. That's the one that's considered to be the other polls, coaches' polls and things like that. Each of the media has their own polls, but the Associated Press college rankings are the top. In men's basketball, unanimous choice for Purdue. And Purdue in the Big Ten Conference is really, really good. They've only lost one game, and they are a top-level team. <laughs> Speaking of top-level teams, the number one choice in women's basketball is defending champion South Carolina. They are, that's just a roller coaster. They are, except mostly, down. They are They are kicking teams in the behind and taking no prisoners. They are in the same conference with Mizzou. They have put Mizzou to shame. They put Arkansas. Arkansas, they beat... Arkansas is a good team. And South Carolina beat them last week, 91 to 46. Well, they have a game, they being South Carolina, coming up this weekend that's going to be pretty interesting because they're going to play UConn. And now UConn is probably not as good as they are because they've had a lot of injuries. But that's Gino Oriema taking his... Actually, they're, they're playing in, in Connecticut. Interesting to see if South Carolina is able to emerge from that. Connecticut's number five in America. They're pretty good. So some pretty good level of women's basketball. And don't count the lady bears out. They may be there in the end. Good to see that for sure. Um, we do have some old faces and we
0: have some new faces going to be coaching the uh, Springfield Cardinals this year.
1: Well, the old face, and he's not old, will be Jose LaHare He'll be back as manager. This will be his third year in piloting the Springfield Cardinals. But as far as the coaching staff is concerned, yeah, it's been a bit of a shake-up. The new pitching coach is a guy named Eric Peterson. He's only 29 years old, but he does have pretty good experience. He has been around coaching in, in the college ranks, and what makes him really good is that part of his college baseball career was played at my alma mater. Oh, (laughs) he's a Temple guy. He didn't finish there. He finished at North Carolina State, but he does have Temple experience, so that makes him tough because he's from North Broad Street in Philadelphia. (laughs) I'm kidding, of (laughs) course. Eric Peterson's a pitching coach. The hitting coach is a familiar name to individuals in this area. Brock Hammett, he is from Nixon. played for Nixon High School back in 2012, 2013 in that vicinity when they had some really good teams. He's been with the Brewers organization and has been a, a volunteer coach at Lipscomb down in Nashville. So those are the two, the hitting and pitching coach. And we also have an, a newcomer to the team, a guy who fits the level of just coaching, and his name is Will Hawks, and he'll be kind of uh, an overall coach. So other than Jose LaHare, it's it's a new staff. And don't look now, folks, but that calendar is marching toward the opening of baseball in late April, well, spring training, of course, but late April, and it'll be a lot of fun.
0: Always is. All right, we got uh, one hell of a basketball game tonight between the K-State Wildcats and KU Jayhawks, which this one will be in Lawrence. So <laughs> it last time was a very close game. Of course, K-State's inked by one point. Uh, Jayhawks going to be out for blood tonight, aren't they? I can
1: positively <laughs> guarantee you they will. There'll uh, be a lot of purple and blue flying on that court, I'll tell you that much. When Bill Self sends his team out on the court at the Fog Allen Fieldhouse, that they will be ready. And so will the over 16,000 who will be the course. There were 16,000 in Manhattan, too, but most of them were wearing purple. Tonight, they'll be wearing the red and blue of Kansas. And what, what, what is Manhattan and Lawrence? Probably, what, 25, 30 miles, or is it Borden?
0: Uh, I'd say about another 45 <laughs> from Lawrence, yeah, because it's about 45 to Lawrence and then about another 45 to
1: Manhattan. I can see the K-State fans... Uh, Hey, here's our tickets. Up, oh, sorry, they're no good tonight. Yeah, right. Well,
0: uh, it's going to be a shakeout, but at least you got something to watch on a Tuesday. Uh, last but not least, Missouri
1: State Bears and Lady Bears play when? Tomorrow night. They both will play tomorrow night. Lady Bears on the road at Carbondale against Southern Illinois. The Bears at home against Valparaiso. And the Valparaiso Beacon, that is their recently established new mascot now, the Beacon, they, uh, they're lower level of the valley but they're still capable of pulling some surprises and the bears need to play consistent basketball to get that win it's
0: getting a little bit too close to the end for you to start messing things up so definitely for the k-state wildcats and missouri state bears you better be winning some games ned be safe driving out of here i'll see you tomorrow